Okay, do we have anybody speaking, public speaking? Um, no Sylvia, but she's, yeah. Okay, if the uh, court will come to order, if you are able, would you please rise? We bow our heads, and we say, Lord, thank you for the opportunity to gather here this morning. We ask that you grant us patience and perseverance during our trials and tribulations, and humility and gratitude with our victory. And we ask that you look over us in our decisions here today. In your name, amen. Amen. Uh, Ms. Feetsom, would you lead us in the pledges, please? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Honor the Texas flag. I pledge allegiance to thee, Texas, one state under God, one and indivisible. All right. Good morning, everyone. I call the. I ask that the meeting come to order. I have a second to open the meeting up. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor, say aye. 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 Opposed. Motion carries. First item on our agenda today is the uh, minutes from the previous meeting. I move that we approve the April 13th, 2023 minutes from our regular meeting. I second. Commissioner Sternoddle, seconded by Commissioner McBroom. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Public comments. I believe we've got uh, Ms. Mendoza here. Good morning, Commissioner. Good morning, Jeff. Uh, I just wanted to share with, uh, with the court this morning our projected move date for our office. We are looking at May 10 to have the office closed for one day, and that will be just to bring down our system, uh, which is our titling system that we use on a daily basis, and to move it over to the next day. Uh, I'm sorry, to, to move it over to the to the new office. So that will be on Wednesday, May 10. And of course, uh, Kevin, our IT person, will be doing the uh, bringing down the system and repowering us at the other office also. I want to share that with us, with everyone this morning. I know that's been a question, you know, that's kind of been asked for a while now, so I just wanted to, to bring that to you. May the 10th. Wednesday, May the 10th, yes. Very good. Mm -hmm. okay. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. I move we accept comments from Ms. Mendoza and close public comment. Motion has been made by Commissioner Birkenhoff. Commissioner, we did have oh. uh, the attendees are also here. Would okay. Like to make, uh, public comment. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. Did you, okay, because I need yes. to put on the public. So you're not on the agenda? Oh, we were supposed to be. Yeah. You want, you want to go ahead and throw this out? Is there a specific item you were going to speak on, sir? Yes, sir, the, the Fayette County School Land and Butter County. Okay, well, we'll get to that. It's not, a, it's not a specific item on the agenda. They're here to speak it. Um, okay, I've got it. All right, go ahead. See, let's get your name, please. See, uh, my name is Cecil Tenney. I live in McArdle, Texas. I just... Uh, east of Baker County, and uh, we own the land. There's 3,600 acres right north of the Fayette School land, and I, uh, y'all have leased the hunting hunting on the Fayette to some fellows there that I had. I had them on my place too, and they wouldn't follow the rules and regulations we had put forward. So I removed them from my property. And ever since I did, I'm having a lot of trouble with the hunters on the Fayette. And I, and I have no control over the hunters over there. 
and uh, there's uh, there was 30 hunters between your place and mine. And I talked to them boys. There's one guy on there. He was kind of a unsavory character. I tried to get them to remove him. They said, no, we're not kicking anybody off. We're going to keep the whole 30 hunters on the Fayette. And uh, that's about 100 to every 140 acres. And that's not counting their family, their buddies, and, uh, and such stuff as that. And if something don't change, they're going to run your place and they're going to run mine because mine's right next to it with all the hunters they're going to keep on there because I'm fixing to lease mine to some other boys. I'm not going to let the 10 hunters on my place. And uh, so I'm here today and I'll tell you, I've got to do something different than what we've been doing. I don't have, I used to, I had control over it years ago. Things have happened I'm not going to go into that changed it. I have no control. If I tell them to stay off the roads, I keep all the roads up. I built every fence on that place. I've hung every gate. There's not a wire gate on the whole ranch anywhere on you or me. I put cattle proof locks on the uh, latches on the gate. They will not shut a gate. I'm sorting cattle all the time because they leave the gates open. We put cameras on the gates. <clears throat> when the gates left open, so cameras don't work. So, uh, yeah, they, they locked me out two different times here just recently. They get, they're, they're mad at me because I kicked them off their my place. One guy, he come up, I had a compound on me. I got a three-bedroom trailer house, big awnings and stuff in that compound. When I kicked, when I kicked them off, he, he come up with a fake bill of sale. Had to go to court, get all that stuff redone, kicked it out. And uh, that's the guy I tried to get him to remove because he, you know, I said he ain't gonna be no good for anybody. They won't do it. So I have no control. I'm gonna leave it in y'all's hands. Y'all tell me what y'all wanna do. And I'm gonna get out of here. And uh, and I, I would like to keep the place, but I'm not gonna keep it under those conditions. Sure. Am, am I saying your name right, Tennery? Tenny. Tenny. Well, Mr. Tenny, we appreciate you coming here this morning and sharing with us. Yeah. Since this is not an agenda item, we cannot take action here. I, I understand. But I, I, I assure you we will put this on a future agenda item and we will discuss it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's some more research you got to do and everything. Y'all do everything you need to do. But I, just if you, if you want me to leave, just give me enough time between July and now in July where I can get my cattle off the place. I, all I got to do is just blow them across the fence. I, with a helicopter, I can get them out of there and be there quick. And I've got some portable pens set up. And all my, I've got dozers and maintainers and stuff that I keep the roads up with. I can get all that stuff out. I just need time between now and July 1 to get it out. But that's one of my least things. I understand. And we appreciate your comments. And as I say, we can't take any action well, I, on this one. Whatever y'all decide, there will be no hard feelings on my part. I'm just, I'm just done with the situation. I've got to do something different. I understand. Do I have a motion to accept public comments? Move to accept the comments from Ms. Mendoza and Mr. Tenney and close public comment. Okay, motion has been made by Commissioner Birkenhoff. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Thank this, you. this is my wife, Laura. Nice to see you. Thank you all. Thank you. Okay, we got a second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries.
Item 3, sign a proclamation proclaiming April 30th to May the 7th as Soil and Water Conservation Stewardship Week here in Fayette County. I believe we've got Mr. Schilling and Mr. Fritz here for this. Yeah, Very good. Very good. Have we got a proclamation? Where is it, Cassie? We're going to sign this and get a picture. Is that what we're going to do? Yes. Okay. You want to show me where this is at, Cassie? Come on, yeah, come on, come on, come on in there. How are you doing? Great, great. Am I signing this now? Yes, sir. Go ahead and sign it, and then. Um. Anything goes here, Cassie? Nothing. No, I just uh, put the date at the bottom. Okay. Who's going Carol? to go? Uh, Carol. Okay. Can everybody back around? Uh, take a step to your left. Left, yeah. <laughs> Just give it a center up a little bit. Yeah, that, that looks good. Okay. All right. Okay. Three, one, two, three. One time. One, two, three. Good. Very good. Well, thank you all for thank what y'all do. Thank you, Rick. Thank, thank you. Very good seeing you. Thank 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 you, Dr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you. Okay, we want to have a motion uh, signing that proclamation. Move we approve proclaiming April 30th to May 7th, 2023 as Soil and Water Stewardship Week in Fayette County. Good. Motion been made by Commissioner Brosman. Second. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. <laughs> Item number four on the agenda, consider and discuss nuisance issue in precinct two regarding Mr. Don Mendel and Magnolia Oil. Mr. Mendel? Yes, sir. Uh, well, first of all, thank you very much for getting us on the agenda. Whoever did that, I appreciate one of the commissioners I think you have to sponsor us. So a little bit about me, I uh, served in the military on the security in Washington, D.C. I spent all my life in, in Houston. Uh, my grandfather was a state, uh, state representative for Fayette County. Uh, I'm the only person that has three of their pictures of their relatives in the courthouse at uh, Fayetteville and one in here. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm part of this community. Um, I, I'd like to uh, go through uh, just a few things. Um, I, we have three speakers here, and I'll uh, cut it short on some of the agenda I, or some of the things I have to say, just to make sure that we get get through. Um, so first of all, uh, our purpose of being here today is to help you understand the immediate issue and request your help in resolving what is a major problem to the homeowners of the Colony Oak subdivision. That's the subdivision. That we live in. Uh, additionally, we want to work together with the court and commissioners to ensure this sort of thing never happens to citizens of Fayette County. I am here to ask for your help. We are here to ask for your help. There are several topics associated with this discussion. We'll discuss those. Uh, the, the noise damage that has been done 
and continues to be done in this community. What has become, what we also be talking about what has been accomplished by the citizens along, along with further action that could, could be and needs to be taken. The nuisance law and its application to this situation. So first I'll talk about the, the, uh, the nuisance law. The nuisance law, nuisance has been defined in the state of Texas jurisprudence as condition without substantially interferes with the use and enjoyment of the land by causing unreasonable discomfort or annoyance to persons of ordinary sensibilities attempting to use and enjoy it. Generally, for this actual nuisance to arise, a defendant must engage in one of three in, in one of three types of conduct: intentional invasion of another's interest, negligent in, in, invasion of another's interest, and other conduct conduct couple because of abnormal and out of place surroundings. We feel like we've, we've hit all three of those. Um, what is a nuisance? Um, they, they, the state and the law states that, um, that to be sustainable in court, we'll look at a number of factors, including the nature and extent of the interference, how long it lasts. And by the way, the, 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 the gas uh, well that they have will go on through my lifetime. Um, how often it reoccurs, this gas well is on 24 hours a day, seven days a week, Christmas, New Year's, everything. Other factors showing how it interferes with your daily life. And it also takes into consideration the character of the neighborhood, social expectation, the, the location of land, the motive in causing the interference, whether the individual, individual can stop or lessen the interference and the interest of the public and community at large. The court does not focus on the reasonabilities of the, of the nation's action, but instead focuses on the effect the interference has on your comfort or happiness. Um, by the way, I have, um, I have, uh, I have uh, most of this is taken out of a, a court document, um, a lawsuit that, that went all the way to the Texas Supreme Court. Um, what examples of private, uh, private nuisance? Vibration, pollution, smoke, foul odors, bright lights, and loud noises. We fit into all that. Um, so what does the state law say about the responsibilities of local government and nuisance law? It says the governing body of the municipality may abate and remove the nuisance and punish by fine the person responsible for the nuisance. Define and declare what constitutes a nuisance and authorize and direct the summary abatement of the nuisance. And abate in any matter the governing considers expedient any nuisance that may injure or affect the public health or comfort. That's what the, uh, the, the law in the state of Texas law say. What do the courts say? In Texas, the enforcement of nuisance laws is primarily the responsibility of the go uh, local governments, Texas laws. Texas court system, Supreme Court said this, such as cities and counties. These governments can take a variety of actions to address nuisances, including issuing citations, filling, filing lawsuits, and even demolition, demolishing the property. Um, what does, um, hold on. What does the EPA say about nuisance law? Well, there was a Clean Air Act the EPA uh, carried out, and, is, and it went on through studies. 
But in 1981, the administration concluded, this is the United States administration, concluded that noise issues are best handled at the state and local level. Local level. As a result, the um, commission was closed and primary responsibility addressing noise was transferred to state and local governments. What does the Railroad Commission say about commissions? It says, first, the Railroad Commission, this was amazing to me, the Railroad Commission has no statutory uh, statutory authority over noise or nuisance related to issues. Noise and issues related issues, noise and nuisance are related to issues are governed by local ordinances. However, this is a big point for us. Secondly, this is from the Railroad Commission. Commission. Secondly, the specific setback requirements that apply to a particular well will depend on a number of factors, including the location of the well, the type of oil being drilled, and the specific regulations of the county and our city in which the well is located. For example, the Regulatory Railroad Commission has established a general setback requirements of 1,200 feet between an oil and gas well and a home. And we are well within 1,200 feet. That's four football fields. However, the setback requirements can be reduced to 600 feet. The well is located in a certain type of area, such as industrial area. We're not in an industrial area. So as you can see, the, the, the state of Texas, the Supreme Court, the state of Texas law, and the Railroad Commission, and the, uh, the uh, health and, uh, uh, United States Health Department is giving everything to the local government. Now, um, there are things, um, things we think can be done. And one of them, one of them is, um, what has been done so far is that we have uh, talked to the vice president of the oil company and we have, they have built a wall. Uh, that wall is insufficient. But there are several things things that can be done. There are uh, exhaust silencers that you can put on. They're called hospital uh, mufflers. There are, uh, let me see where I do it. I think I got these out of order. Well, let me, um, yeah, air, air intake filters, hospital mufflers, additional sound muffling foam, which what they've got is a, is a wall there that they put foam on. Or the other option is move the compressor or put an auxiliary compressor further down the pipeline. I want to um, just show you, and then I'll turn it over to Steve, um, the picture, if you see this, this picture here, this is our subdivision here. This this black line that goes through here, it's in your yes, sir. Out here. Yes, sir. Where the X is is where the compressor compressor is. They drilled two oil wells here or gas wells here. And what they've done is, since they didn't have more room, they moved over here. Cliff over here lives right here. It, it is it, he he can probably state this for you better than I can. But his life has been ruined. He sleeps on the couch every night instead of sleeping, sleeping in his bed because the noise was so loud. So um, I'm going to turn this over to Steve. He's going to go a little bit more into uh, 
where we are. I have one question. Okay. Because I don't know, I haven't seen this, but who was here first? The subdivision or the? Yeah, okay. We, and then yeah. the oil it came in later, right? Yeah, I, uh, I wanted to say also, um, I'm, I'm, uh, I've been here all my life. Um, I, uh, I'm a Lions Club president. Steve is a Lions Club president. I'm a member of the Council of the, uh, the Chamber of Commerce. Um, we, we, are, we are here in Fayetteville. We came to Fayetteville because we love the place. I moved from Houston. I couldn't get, get rid of it. Couldn't, I couldn't wait to get up, get out of there and stay here in some quiet area. Uh, I provided you a copy of my presentation also, and it has a aerial photo from the appraisal district that will define the boundaries of our subdivision in red and the oil well in yellow. And they just plop it right down in the center of our area. My name is Stephen Payne, and my wife Nancy and I live on Leslie Road in Fayette County, Texas. We own 10 acres in a small development that has 13 lots. Of those lots, there are 12 residences. The development is surrounded by miles of cattle pasture, pasture and was originally an oasis of peace and solitude. We bought our property in Fayette County in 2006 and moved to Fayette County full-time in 2008 after I retired as a sergeant of the Houston Police Department with 30 years of service. I've often said that moving to Fayette County saved my life. The move saved me from the perils of my job, but mostly saved me from the stress of living and working there. God bless Fayette County. We enjoyed our new lives in Fayette County while building our home, developing our property, making new friends, and engaging in community events through the Lions Club and other social endeavors. Then our nightmare began at the end of 2019. We heard and observed a massive land clearing project began on the property behind our home. The project was approximately 350 feet from our property line and 560 feet from our home. I asked Brown, but no one knew what was planned for the location. And someone finally suggested they were building an oil well drilling pad, so I wrote a letter to the property owner <coughs> and the Texas Railroad Commission requesting information for the location. I was then advised by the property owner and the RRC that Magnolia Oil and Gas on the Mineral Rights and Innovest Operating was conducting the drilling and frack fracking operations for two wells affirmed 3H and Big Ben 1H. I sent correspondence to Magnolia and Innovest expressing concerns about their operation being so close to my home and that I was preserving my rights to the peaceful enjoyment of my home and property. And speaking for people in our neighborhood, we are patriotic Americans who believe in energy independence and we're not radical environmentalists or anti-fracking. But we all bought our property for the peaceful lifestyle afforded in rural Fayette County. I made contact with the general landman and the surface landman for Innovest Operating. I was able to contact them during the drilling and fracking operation to ask questions or express concerns. The drilling and fracking operations were a major nuisance to our homes and lives. Our homes would glow with a red hue from the burning flares during the operation, but we had to close our blinds at night to shut out the glaring lights from the drilling rig. And I would call the landman when the roar of pressure relief valves sounded like a jet airplane taking off next to our house. At times, I did not know if our home and lives were in peril from the awful sounds and smells from the drilling rig, but we tolerated the significant nuisance because we knew it was a temporary situation until the drilling and fracking were completed. About this time last year, we began hearing new and different noises coming from the well site. We learned that Magnolia Oil and Gas was installing a compressor at the location. I attempted to contact Magnolia Oil and Gas, but received no response. The compressor began running 24-7, and it was like living next to a major airport. 
I filed a complaint with Novex Global Ethics Points and finally heard from Magnolia Land Manager Craig Melton. His response was basically, what do you want me to do about it? Well, I asked that Magnolia Oil and Gas construct some type of noise mitigation around the compressor. I was also referred to the surface landman, land Malcolm McSpadden, who stated that he was communicating with the compressor manufacturer about the noise. By this time, I learned that others in our community and our neighborhood were expressing concerns and raising complaints about the noise from the compressor. After some time, Magnolia Oil and Gas began to construct a barrier around three sides of the compressor. The barrier consisted of corrugated sheet metal suspended from metal poles and then sprayed with expanding foam. The height of the walls did not even exceed the height of the compressor engine muffler. This attempt was less than a band-aid to address the problem that required major surgery. I made videos from my back patio depicting the continued noise nuisance and forwarded them to Magnolia Oil and Gas. I was finally contacted by Denise Spear, Vice President of Land and Land Administration. She stated that she had been made aware of the situation and would let me know what actions could be taken to help resolve the issue. To this date, the nuisance continues to prevent the peaceful enjoyment of my home and property. When I go out to my garden for relaxation and solitude, I'm bombarded with the persistent pounding of the Magnolia compressor. When Nancy and I retire for the evening, we have to play recordings of rainstorms to make the noise cover up the sound of the compressor so that we can sleep. And the noise of the compressor waxes and wanes with the RPM of the engine, leaving us on the edge for the next time the compressor fires up for full RPM. We pray for assistance from the Fayette County Commissioner's Court who serve as public servants and servants and stewards of the county. We ask for your assistance not only for ourselves, but for all other citizens of the county who have had or might now be affected by the oil and gas boom in our county. And finally, I pray for all our peace officers, firefighters, EMS, and first responders in Fayette County that they may complete their jobs to protect us and return safely home to their families. And some of the questions that we're asking for assistance with is, does the county have the authority to regulate the location of oil wells? And if not, what would be required to gain that authority? And likewise, does the county have authority to regulate a nuisance? And if not, what would it take to gain that authority? And we'd like to know if the county would assist us and support us in filing a complaint with the Texas Attorney General's Office concerning the nuisance created by oil and gas. And will the county support us and assist us in petitioning the Texas State Legislature for law changes so that the oil companies are not placing their operations so close to residences, schools, churches, public property, whatever. It's just, to me, it seems to be out of control. And, uh, I have a short one minute. Are you on? Come on. This is just a short one minute video taken from the backyard that depicts this was taken April 20th. same level in the next video we'll see what increased noise levels are in the relieving area of flaring the gas.
And this was taken April 26 at 538. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We empathize with what you've said here, and I assure you, what you've said has not gone unheard. Uh, frankly, I'm surprised. I thought perhaps that the oil company was there first, but Mr. Birkenhoff's question and your response, y'all were there and then the oil company moved in. Uh, I'm going to ask uh, Mr. Watson from the county attorney's office to make a few comments. Let me say this to you folks, that the court does have a workshop scheduled, I believe it's May 4th or 5th, right? Uh, Blake, does that sound right? I believe that's correct. Okay. And so we're going to be talking about the county's permits and so forth, and the noise and nuisance factor is going to be one of those items that we'll be addressing. That'll be at the district courtroom, and we'll let you know when that is, and you can bring that video with you or whatever. But the bottom line is your complaints are not, uh, are, we're hearing that. Before I read a statement by our inspector, the county inspector, I, I want to get Mr. Watson's thoughts on what we've heard so far, please. Sure, and I think the opportunity for the court to hold that workshop and to kind of make some decisions on issues like that for, for noise um, and, and nuisances is important. Um, because as of right now, the county doesn't have a regulation regarding our own specific relation, regulation regarding any kind of nuisance. Um, I talked with Peggy about it, and the, the sheriff's department could go out there and, and take readings and essentially issue a misdemeanor, you know, noise complaint kind of kind of fine to the oil and gas companies. But at the end of the day, these oil and gas companies they have so much money that those things tend to be ineffective. I think you could. I mean. Trust me, y'all aren't the first person with a noise complaint that we, me and Clint have looked into and tried to find a way. And I don't think the county can regulate noise. And as you stated, the local government code, there's one key word. It yeah. said municipality. That's true. And the state legislature does not give us yeah. the authority to regulate the noise. There's some other nuisance laws that we can for abandoned buildings, rodents habitating, stuff like that. But we don't even have anything really in place to enforce that yet. Right. Uh, but not saying that just stop there but i mean that would be a good opportunity to speak to our legislators and say maybe there's something that the county needs to do at the county level for the, all the counties in texas to help regulate noise specifically with something like this it is it is my intent to um, push the next step is the attorney general state of texas and um i what i'm looking for me personally including well, i don't know how the rest of these people feel but I would like to see uh, a letter go to have with your signature on it and my signature and the, and the residents here to the Attorney General because he, they do have the, um, the right to enforce the nuisance law. Whether or not we can get their attention or not is one thing, but we need to do it immediately. We'd be glad to sit in on the workshop, but we need, we need some uh, uh, real help within the next six months. Um, I think that would open up the eyes of the, uh, the, the oil companies to say that they're really serious about this. Let me at this time read what the inspector left for me to read. He couldn't be here today. He's at an out-of-town conference. This is Clint Sternoddle. He said, I contacted 
the legal team at Texas Association of Counties and was advised the county has no statutory authority for regulating light or sound at the county level. These issues are only allowed to be regulated by cities and municipalities within their city limits. Secondly, I contacted the Texas Railroad Commission legal department and asked if they had any authority to regulate light or sound to any degree over oil and gas production sites. They responded that the Railroad Commission, like the county, also has no authority to regulate light or sound in any unincorporated areas of the county. I also reached out to the operator of this location, Magnolia Oil and Gas. The representative said he was aware of complaints from nearby landowners and Magnolia has had uh, and Magnolia has to this point spent sixty to seventy thousand dollars on foam insulated sound dampening panels at the location to attempt to reduce the noise level. When situations arise where individuals feel their rights or property have been damaged by the actions of another party and are no county regulations applicable to the activity, such situations are addressed in civil court. Finally, the county attorney's office has advised the commissioner's court that the county is unable to enforce any regulations. Actually, it would be illegal for the county to get involved in this situation. All right. Having read that statement from Mr. Sternottle, I think what Commissioner McBroom uh, has just stated, and what you, Mr. Mendel, have just stated, I, I would say that the way we proceed from here is to have this uh, uh, workshop, which is already on the books. We're going to be discussing uh, a lot of the permits and so forth, noise, nuisance. That's one of the items that was already going to be addressed. So I would advise that you folks attend that meeting in that workshop. It'll be at the district courtroom, a little bigger than this. And we can hear from you at that time. This will give Blake and Ms. Shupak time to coordinate uh, to these folks what our problem is. Uh, I initially had intended to form a letter with the help of Mr. Watson and Ms. Shupak and for Commissioner Sternaudle and I to personally go over to that company and deliver that letter. That may still be something we will work toward, but I, I would think, I think I speak for our commissioners, you've got our attention, we understand, and we plan to address it. Well, thank you very much, I uh, would appreciate it. The reason we want you involved in is that you uh, lend a credibility to the action to, to the to the state, and then the states you know, the only people, people that can do anything about this, rather than a bunch of cowboys and, and country boys coming in there and complaining. So we appreciate your help, all you can give us. See, I don't know how we are on time, Judge, but our other neighbors, Jordan, Lisa Howard, got a comment? Sure, go right ahead, please. I'm Gerard, it's my wife, Lisa. We live on the river. We live next to Steve and Nancy and Don. There are other, like Steve said, there are other residents in the neighborhood. They work full time and they couldn't attend. And they did ask us to speak in behalf of them as well. Um, Lisa, you go ahead. Thank you, Judge Mueller and commissioners for taking the time to listen to our story. My husband and I dedicated our careers to service. Gerard worked for nearly 30 years in executive management for FedEx, 
and I taught elementary and middle school students in Houston for 32 years. As we approached retirement and began contemplating our future, we thought it would be great to find a small piece of property we could call our own. After exploring Central Texas for a couple of months, we settled on just under five acres outside the town of Fayetteville, Texas. In many ways, it was our own slice of heaven. While the only thing it had was oak and cedar trees, we loved it. Immediately, we began bringing up our travel trailer on weekends, and Gerard began clearing the land. Eventually, in 2018, we decided to move and build a home on Leslie Road. After many months of living in our camper, we were elated when our house was completed in June of 2019. We loved sitting out on our back porch in the mornings and evenings. It was peaceful, it was quiet. Unfortunately, the story does not end here. In the fall of 2019, we began to hear that there may be oil and gas drilling in our area. While we heard some talk about it, we really did not know what to expect until the early hours one morning when we were startled out of bed by a very loud noise that sounded much like an explosion. We both ran out of the house and looking to our left from our front porch, we saw a large flame in the air. After contacting neighbors, we all concluded the drilling had commenced. The weeks and months ahead were rough. Every day and night, we heard this loud noise that sounded like an engine and frequently would hear and see what I now understand is called flaring. After some research, we discovered the well was owned by Magnolia Oil and Gas. Gerard made numerous calls to the landman who reassured us that the noise would be temporary. While the drilling seemed like it went on far too long, we were relieved once it was over and we had our solitude once more. <coughs> Yet the peace and quiet were only temporary. Sometime, either late last spring or early summer, when we were away on vacation, the noise came back with a vengeance. When we returned from our trip, we were met with a noise that sounded equally as loud as before. With a little investigating, we found out that Magnolia had put a gas compressor by the well that had been drilled. This time we knew that the noise would not be a temporary nuisance. Rather, it was very likely here to stay for years. The promises from the landman that the noise was temporary simply turned out not to be true. Now to think this was going to be a permanent part of our home, we were beyond disappointed and disheartened. How can this be right? We have been asking ourselves since. How can it be right that a company can create a noise that disrupts the simple peace and enjoyment of our home. We are now left wondering that day in and day out. While the level of noise does vary somewhat, it is rarely silent anymore. Gerard and I both are left wondering what to do. Our little slice of heaven has changed. Neither of us ever thought an oil and gas company would drill near a subdivision. We thought an oil company would be more mindful of homeowners who lived in the area where they wanted to drill. Obviously, we were wrong. During my career in education, my sixth graders studied the foundations of our government. We talked about responsibilities and rights of citizens. 
We also looked at laws that were in place that protected citizens. And here now, I don't see the law, government officials, or business protecting us as homeowners. Instead, we seem to be expected to just surrender to the reality that the noise is here to stay, even if it infringes on our basic right of peaceful enjoyment of our home. However, we are not ready to surrender to living with that noise every day. We are so grateful to be able to live in such a beautiful area of our great state. We desperately want the simple pleasure of sitting out on our porch, listening to the peaceful quiet like once upon a time existed on Leslie Road. We implore you to take action as our county judge and commissioners. We understand that the law may not be in our favor, but we are asking you to use your voices and speak out for us who are your constituents. Please, we plead with you to communicate with Magnolia on our behalf to try to resolve this serious problem for us. I think we can all agree that we have a right for our homes to be a place where we can relax and enjoy in that space in solitude with family and friends without interruption. We are asking you to help recreate that kind of home for us. Thank you, Thank you ma'am. In closing, what I would like to say is I'm a licensed real estate holder here in the state of Texas. I work here in Fayette County. And each one of our homes, the value has been diminished. You may say, how can you measure that? I can say to you, as a licensed realtor, real estate agent here in the state of Texas, <clears throat> is my fiduciary duty, my buyer's clients that I would bring out to Leslie Road to inform them that these houses and ours are within <coughs> 500 feet of a gas well, a flaring station, and a compressor. And I ask you today, if I was to bring you to that location and you heard those noises, how would you react to me? You would tell me you don't want, you're not interested in this house, and quite frankly, you wouldn't want to go see the house in the beginning. So it's really a quandary for us. I appreciate you gentlemen listening to us. Oh, we really do. No, well, we appreciate you being here. We we appreciate you being here, and I assure you. The point's been made. We, you, you have made your point, and we understand and we empathize with you. I think I speak for the entire court. We intend to get with the county attorney. We intend to get with the inspector. We intend to get the commissioner and I will personally go pay these folks a visit. And I can't promise you that help is on the way. But I assure you that the court's going to do everything we can to help you. Thank you. That's all we can ask. Thank you. What about the setback? You mentioned well, a setback for the oil. Was that just a recommended setback through the railroad? Recommended for the uh, railroad commission. Yeah, twelve hundred feet. Okay. I called the, the railroad commission on regulation department, and they said that uh, their setbacks only have to do with the density of oil wells in the area the uh, distance of one oil, where oil well from the next, and it had nothing to do with property lines or structures. See, that's what that's what's scary, because I remember when this oil well north of town blew up 20, 30 years ago, I mean, you didn't want to be within 1,500 feet, because it was blowing oil at the right. right. 
Uh, and it's that just seems really close. I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm not <laughs> sorry. It's, yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and I, I measured with the tape measure. It's not a guess. You know, from the corner of their pad to the corner of my house, 560 feet. Mm -hmm. Thanks again. Okay. Thank you all very much. What am I doing with this, Brenda? We've got that already, I think, right? I think we've got this. This is from Mr. You don't have to the last, the last. Okay. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right, y'all have a safe trip back. Thank you. Our next item on the agenda. Oh wait, yeah, we do need to have a motion to accept those comments. I move to accept those comments. Uh, Mr. <laughs> All of them. Commissioner Sternadel makes a motion to accept the comments from the individuals concerning. I the, second that. The noise factor, seconded by Commissioner McBroom. All in favor, say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Next item, consider and take action setting a date for a public hearing concerning setting speed limits on the following roads, Geezy Lane, Humble Lane, Precinct 1, and for authorization to publish notice of said hearing in the newspaper. Commissioner McBroom? This is just, I had some people complaining about people speeding down Easy Lane, which is not a very long road. I added Humble Lane to it because they kind of come together and Humble Lane's even shorter. Uh, so, but the first, next available date for... That should here. give me enough time if I get the notice in the paper for Tuesday. Yeah, I know it comes out electronically on the 1st, so by the 11th should be fine, unless you want to push it to the... So May 11th? Yes. Uh, I move that we set a public hearing concerning the speed limit for Geezy Lane and Humble Lane on May for May 11th, 2023, and authorize to publish in the newspaper. Motion has been made by Commissioner McBroom. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternaudel. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. As I mentioned earlier, Clint Sternaudel is what not with us. Today, Amber Pilcher is representing Clint concerning the next few items on our agenda. The first item, consider and take appropriate action concerning the application from Charlie Ploggins requesting the division of real property in Precinct 2. Ms. Hilcher. And good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Um, so, Mr. Ploggins, per Clint's recommendation is to deny this request and once it meets all county requirements and then it can be placed back on the agenda because we haven't received everything from him. So you're telling me that Clint advises that it be rejected? Yes, sir. Because it's already been deferred once. Because by law you have only so many days. Yeah. Right, and I don't think he's provided um, the requested information for the easement, right? But the additional um, for the mapping purposes. So, so it'll take a motion from the court to deny that. Yes, sir. I'll make that motion. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternaudel. All in favor, say aye. Aye. Opposed. Motion carries. All right, Miss Hilcher, consider and take appropriate action concerning the application from Stephen and Kristen Brown requesting the division of real property in Precinct 2. And this division does meet all county requirements. No problems at all? No problems at all. If there, if, so you and Clint are recommending it? Yes, sir. So I'll make that motion to uh, approve the request from Stephen and Kristen Brown. 
Second. Second by Commissioner Sternadel. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Ms. Hilcher, you're here for the next one as well. Consider and take appropriate action concerning the application from Stephen Reddish requesting the Division of Real Property in Precinct 3. Yes, sir. Okay, so Glenn's uh, recommendation on this one for Mr. Reddish is to take no action at this time. Um, we will bring this item back at a later time with more information. Mm. So he's requesting that we table the yeah. issue? Defer it. Okay. You want to make a motion? That I move we defer item eight to the next commissioner's court meeting. Motion has been made to defer the item by Commissioner Birkenhoff. Second. 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 Seconded by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. All right, Ms. Hilscher, approve the application for permit to lay temporary water line and right of way submitted by Magnolia Oil and Gas Operating for said water line to be placed along Deerhaven Road and Sugar Hill Road, Precinct 2, all public county roads located in the county. Yes, sir. We have received all of the required paperwork on this and the money. So everything should be good on this permit. You're recommending it? Yes, sir. I'll make that motion. Second. Seconded by Commissioner Sternadel. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. I guess you're still up. Uh, <laughs> approve uh, the routing agreement and road use bond agreement submitted by Magnolia Oil and Gas for said company's overweight loads to travel as indicated on the attached map on the following roads. Power Plant Road, Precinct 2, a public county road in Fayette County. Yes, we have received all of the paperwork for this agreement and it's my recommendation that we approve it for power camp road i so move <laughs> approve uh second motion motion by commissioner mcbroom second by commissioner brosman all in favor say aye aye, aye. opposed motion carries Consider and take appropriate action in releasing the portions of old lockhart road morgan road camp lone star road west point loop west point north loop and Miller Road only of the routing agreement and road use bond agreement with Enios Gas and Oil and Gas approving <coughs> Commissioner's Court from 2020 to the current time. Yes, and this one should actually be, we're going to release the whole bond, so it should be all of the roads, not portions, but everything is good with it, and they have paid their money for the repairs that they did have, and Find a release. They're done working in Bay County at this time. I move we release the road bond by Enios Oil and Gas. Second. So, motion's been made by Commissioner McBroom, seconded by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Uh, aye. Opposed? Motion carries. I have to say, Enios was very easy to work with when we needed the money. We sent him a bill and paid it right away, so it was very, very good. Very nice working with those guys. Thank you, Ms. Hilscher. Uh, Ms. Cassie, I believe you're next on the agenda. Consider and take appropriate action in accepting all bids and awarding a bid for the repairs to the hangar number 101 at the Fayette Regional Air Center. Thank you. I'm actually going to defer that to Blake and let him handle that. 
right? Uh, and yes, this is uh, uh, basically a do-over of what we had done before. Um, the commission court had originally awarded a bid to uh, one of the companies that had placed a bid in, Chano's Construction, who submitted a bid under their business name um, and a contract under that name. Um, what we later found out was that the state had revoked their right to transact business under that name um, for non-payment of taxes. Uh, and so we were not able to enter into a contract with that company. So what we did was we re-put that item on the agenda for the court to consider and to re-award that bid um, to one of the other bidders so that we can get the project continued and continue to move forward. And I would just add to that, so there are the same three bids that we got. Um, I think from the first meeting, um, Deborah had stated that the third bid for um, Bro Steel Erectors was not a complete bid. Um, so the second bid is probably not a valid one as well, so there's just not much wrong. So we just... <clears throat> so... I move we accept all bids and award the bid to Vintage Construction LLC out of Smithville. Second. Motion has been made by Commissioner uh, Birkenoff to accept, uh, accept the bid from Vintage. Yes. Seconded by Commissioner McBroom. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Okay, our next item, item number 13, here a report from Fayette County Sheriff's Office. I see Chief Deputy Randy Novisky here. Good uh, hey, good morning, uh, Chief. This is uh, the stats for March, the month of March this year. We had uh, total arrests 24, 16 felony arrests, 8 misdemeanor arrests, uh, 279 traffic stops, 546 calls for service, 38 civil process papers were served, Mileage for the entire department was 38,430 miles for all the uh, vehicles total. 56 individuals were processed in jail and five transported to TDCJ facilities. And our dispatch center received 2,298 calls for the month of March. Another busy month. Yes, sir. Will we accept the report from Payne County Sheriff's Office? Uh, motion has been made by Commissioner Brosman. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you very much, Chief. Thank you. Here a report from Angela Hahn, Emergency Management Coordinator and Grant Specialist. Ms. Hahn? Good morning. Good morning. So uh, I spoke with our consultants with H2O regarding the hazard mitigation <coughs> plan. That plan will be submitted back to the planning committee by the first part of May, so for the next Week, we should see some emails coming from them. Uh, any revisions that we want to make will need to be returned to the consultants by the end of May so that they can submit it to TEDM. Uh, when we submitted our letter of extraordinary circumstances to TEDM regarding the hazard mitigation plan and the fact that it was not current, we did tell them that we would have it ready to submit to FEMA by the end of uh, by June, July, and so. Uh, that's what our uh, consultants have been working on. So it will be ready to go. They, this will be the second plan that they have submitted under the new guidelines that FEMA uh, instituted in February, I mean in April of 23, just this month. So they've submitted one plan to TEDM under those new guidelines and they caught a little bit of pushback, but when 
uh, Heather Ferrara, who was our lead consultant, questions you on it, they just went ahead and moved it on to FEMA. So I expect that's what's going to happen with this. Um, on the buyout, I spoke with Commissioner Birkenhoff yesterday. We finally have some resolution from Centerpoint. Uh, I think it took me just finally saying, I, I apologize that the fact that the county's reached out a number of times, but could you just tell us what we need to do? So the kill orders were issued on Monday. The invoice was sent to Cindy. She had to pay the invoice. It's a $300 kill fee, then a two-week lead time, and then the demos, uh, demolition people can start on demoing four of the houses. If you'll remember, there was one that the uh, property owner kept reappearing and disappearing. They made contact with her uh, during the last uh, period of time when we were doing closed, uh, closing on the properties, the other three properties. There's still negotiations with her. And then the final property owner up there had uh, appealed the appraisal that they received and they were successful in that appeal. So they are now in the negotiation process with our consultant on that to complete that buyout. And then those two properties can be demolished. And that will take care of the properties on Country Club Lane. However, I got a call from the code enforcement officer with the city of LaGrange on Monday. There are three pieces of property that were included in the buyout within the city limits. And that was the agreements of the buyout because the money didn't go to the cities, it went to the county. The, uh, the three pieces of property, that, so at the time that the buyout was offered, Grant Works reached out to all the residents in Fayette County who were in the floodplain. Ms. Hahn, let me stop you for a second. Let's, let's, let's concentrate on your report, if okay. you would, at this time, because we have these agenda yeah. items for you to, to okay. visit about that. Okay. So um, at this time, let's just have, please, your report or what you want to say. I know you've okay. got the bike-a-thon coming this week, right? Yes, right? sir. We do have the MS-150 coming starting uh, Saturday morning. They will be coming into the county. Uh, they're expected to be in here by mid-afternoon. They have to be off the road by 6 o'clock uh, Saturday afternoon. There could be some delays in the start of the ride because of the weather that's forecasted for Friday evening. So uh, this information has been sent out to our local uh, media and pushed it on Facebook, so they're aware of it. Now, Randy, that's going to keep your department busy, right? Yes, sir. All departments that yeah. are working. <coughs> right. Okay. okay. So the American Rescue Plan report, I'm ready to submit it. Uh, I'm working with the Treasury Department. They've got a glitch in their system, and I can't, mm. I can't hit submit. So uh, our report's ready, and they, they, they know that I've talked to them, so they're working on so I can just push that button. Mm. Then it's ready to go. The uh, method of distribution for the mitigation funds, we still don't have anything new on that. At some point in time, we do need to discuss the possibility of procuring a consultant because this, these are CDBG funds, and so we do have to have a CDBG certified administrator for that. Um, the last thing I want to tell you is actually new. It's not on your uh, report. It, okay, it is. Yesterday we got an email from Tedum that the uh, grant for the countywide master drainage plan was awarded. If y'all remember, that was the one that was submitted in 2018 that was specifically Butner's Creek. Well, when the sweat funds came back and they reached out to us, Tita reached out to us, they asked us if we wanted to move forward. 
Commissioner Bergenhoff's response was yes, if we can make it a countywide master plan. So that's where we are. There's some paperwork that we'll have to put on the May 11th agenda uh, so that once it's signed, it's the grant's terms and conditions, it's the standard. Uh, then we'll get we'll have a kickoff meeting with Tatum Langford and Associates is the consulting group that was procured at the time of the uh, of the grant application. So we just agreed to stay with them. Uh, so there is a match. It's 116,000. But my recommendation would be that we look at the mitigation funds that we're getting from uh, the second round of Harvey and use a portion of that because we can use those. I'm excited about that program. That's going to save us. It's going to be some very much needed yes. flooding issues and things that are going to, we're going to be able to not have to use our money out of our budget to fix. So it's going to be really, it's going to be a very uh, helpful tool for the county to use. So the time is that. really good because we can include that in the hazard mitigation plan. Yeah, so any plans that do come down, we'll have that already in there. Yep, that's great. <clears throat> very good. I, I make a motion we accept her report. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Angela, if you want to handle those next three items sure. as one, I don't think anybody will oppose on that. We're talking about 860 Country Club Drive, 868 Country Club Drive, and 870 Country Club Drive. I know you and Commissioner Birkenhoff have been working on that. Uh, this is just a contract. If you, when we did the demolition for the first two houses, we were not required to have GLO has changed the process and now we are required. That's all this is. It's just a, 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 a contract with the a demolition company for the, the work that's going to be done. Pretty straightforward. So th there's, it'd have to be two motions because there's two different companies, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there's so, a straight line and the compass has two of the yeah, houses. Straight line. 17, straight line. Oh, I can, yeah, I can do okay. Yeah. So I'm moving. We enter into a contract between compass service in Fayette County for demolition of of sit of eight sixty eight Country Club Drive and eight sixty no, eight sixty eight sixty eight sixty for commissioner. Okay, it's eight sixty Country Club Drive is Compass and eight. No, that's right. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> let's, 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 let's go, Commissioner no. Birkenhoff. You're gonna. You're going to uh, make a motion we consider and take action 15. in the contract between Straight Line Service. Between Straight Line Service and Fayette County for the demolition of the home on 860 Country Club Drive. Yeah, makes sense. Commissioner Burkenhoff and Commissioner Brosman seconds. Okay. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. So item, I move on items 16 and 17. Enter into a contract between Compass Service and Fayette County for demolition of 868 Country Club Drive and 870 Country Club Drive. Clear enough. Commissioner Birkenhoff makes that motion. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Uh, aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Hom. We appreciate it. Consider and take appropriate action in authorizing Josh Vandiver, EMS Director, and Commissioner Drew Brosman, Precinct 4, to engage a realtor to sell property at 115 College Street, Schulenburg, Texas, and authorizing Josh Vandiver and Drew Brosman to sign necessary <coughs> paperwork. Uh, since the EMS station in Precinct 4 in Schulenburg, the new one is almost ready to be moved into, uh, we wanted to go ahead and start moving forward. We're trying to sell the old EMS station. 
And uh, we'll let Blake speak to uh, what the steps have to be, how we can go about selling the EMS station, old EMS station at Precinct 4. Uh, right, so um, we've done this before for a couple different pieces of property. Um, what the commissioner's court needs to do is to designate an individual to, to kind of take the lead on this. Um, typically it's been one of our commissioners and the department head um, to, uh, to kind of enter into the negotiations, see what kind of price they can get for the property, and then get a proposal together which then can be brought back to the court uh, and approved. So am I clear about this? We're saying that today we're going to give Commissioner Brosman and Mr. Vandiver authority to find a, re a realtor yes. and make agreements? Right. Yes. And no then, negotiations on contract price. Uh, no. That has right. come after 30 days back to the court. If one is made. Yes. Excuse me. Yes. Okay. Well, I make that motion. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Good luck, gentlemen. Hope you'll have a good uh, outcome there. Uh, next item, consider and take appropriate action in approving the purchase of an ambulance box to be installed on a chassis and authorize Josh Vandiver, EMS director, to sign necessary paperwork. Josh? So, um, in a previous commissioner's court, you guys approved us ordering a uh, Dodge 4500 chassis from Oviedo. Uh, that's been ordered. Um, we were going to talk about a decision versus staying with the Demir's trucks that we've gone to or going back to Frazier for our ambulances. And uh, we were informed that if we were going to take advantage of the demo that Siddons Martin had, um, we actually couldn't provide our own chassis. So we told Siddons Martin, cool, we'll go with Frazier, we'll build a truck with them. We may even have this truck by the end of the year rather than end of 2025 uh, that Siddons Martin was quoting us. And uh, all in all, we'll save about, uh, it's about 18% we're going to save versus the first quote that was brought to you guys when we talked about this ARP truck purchase. So what I'm asking is for approval to, uh, to go with the Frazier, get our contract in place, and execute the documents to get that ambulance ordered. Uh, once that's done, when the chassis comes in to Oviedo, we'll go pick it up, sign for it, we'll drive it to Houston and the guys will mount, put it in line to mount the truck on it and use them, mount the ambulance on it and use them. And then once that's done, we will, the oldest ambulance in our fleet, we will sell outright. We'll declare it surplus if that's what you choose to do and we'll sell it outright. We've been very successful in doing that. We've been getting about four times more by selling our own trucks than we've been offered in trade and value from both vendors. So that's kind of how I plan on continuing with y'all's blessing. I'll make that motion to uh, approve the purchase of an ambulance box to be installed on a chassis and authorized by Josh Vandiver, EMS director, to sign necessary paperwork. Second. Second by <coughs> Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you, Josh. Yes, sir. Thank you, Josh. Uh, next item, consider and take appropriate action in authorizing funds to be expended from the county attorney's office forfeiture, forfeiture funds to pay for the purchase of a desk and desk chair not to exceed $1,000 for use in the DPS accommodations at the county-owned Meadows building. And this is a request from Peggy's office uh, for purchase of the equipment that's listed there. 
I move we use the forfeiture funds to buy the desk and the chair to not to exceed $1,000 for the new DPS accommodations. Motion has been made by Commissioner McBroom. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternaudel. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Authorize the uh, class request of Jamie Moreau, JP, uh, Justice of the Peace Precinct 2, Paul Zapalak, Justice of the Peace Precinct 4, to attend the 18th Annual Conference on Crimes Against Women, May 21 through 25 in Dallas. That's the move. Motion's been made by Commissioner Postman. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Item 22, consider and take appropriate action concerning accepting all bids and possibly awarding a bid for the Fayette County Depository. Cindy? We received three bids in, one from Fayette Savings, one from Fayetteville Bank, and one from Prosperity Bank. And we have reviewed these bids and in reviewing them, um, the Fayette Savings has quoted us rates with the Treasury bill the prosperity has not. They currently would just go with whatever rates they have available, and Fayetteville is not either. Uh, with the prosperity, their thing is after two years, if they decided not to keep us, they can let us know that they don't want to keep us, and then we have to go out for bids again and look. Um, in all in all, in reviewing everything, um, faith, uh, savings is rights were the highest, and I propose that we go with them with a fixed rate. Their fixed rate is currently for CDs at 4.35% and for interest bearing accounts at 3%. Of course, like in the past four years, at the two year mark, we will have to review it and then they would come back and propose whatever rates would be then. I, uh, I make a motion that we accept Cindy's recommendation, the county auditor's recommendation, and award the bid to Fayette County Bank Depository. Uh, Fayette Savings, I'm sorry, as the depository. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternaudel. All in favor say aye. Is, is it at the fixed rate, though? Not the variable rate. That's a big decision here. I mean, I'm for the fixed rate, too. You said fixed rate. I just want to make sure everybody's... Okay. On the same page. We have a second by Commissioner Sternaudel. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you, Cindy. Did y'all did Robert, did y'all want to say anything since y'all are here today? Did y'all want to say anything since y'all are here today? I don't know if you we do. We appreciate the relationship the last four years and I think we have a really good relationship with Cindy and the other offices and uh, look forward to the future as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Next item, consider and take a Next item, take, uh, consider and take action in accepting bids and possibly awarding a lease purchase bid for the financing of a road and bridge 2023 John Deere 62624P front end loader with grapple and forks for a road and bridge precinct number four. There again, we received three bids. One of the bids was submitted by electronic email and was not... Um, sealed so i do not feel like we can accept that that was the one from government capital i received one from fayette savings and i received one from carmine state bank also the government capital one you would have to pay two thousand nine hundred dollars up front it looked like it's an issuance cost 
which comparing that with the Wright versus Carmine State Bank, they're both in the same line, and I propose we go with Carmine State Bank. Their rate was a little bit higher than the government capital, but like I said, I didn't feel like we could accept government capital. Is that the first time they've bid government capital? Yes. I've never heard of them. Okay. They're out of someplace up north, like near Dallas, Texas. Um, they did not have a whole lot of information on their thing. And I just, like I said, I have never heard of them before until this time. Commissioner Brosman, you all right with that? Yeah, no, that looks good. So they did a good job on that. So I approve we accept all bids and award the bid to Carmine State Bank for the purchase of the front end loader and equipment for precinct number four. Great. Uh, motion been made by Commissioner Brosman. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Commissioner Brosman, I think you perhaps want to have a few words about our next item consider and take appropriate action concerning new radio airtime provided by the lower colorado river authority and increase in their fees yeah we're going to go ahead and defer this to a, a future meeting uh we have some stuff we need to look over with khalil and lcra and he's going to get us a list of all the radios and everything for each department sheriff's department ems all the fire departments everything so everybody can kind of go through and make sure that everybody's uh, UID number and everything matches up and whatever radios they want to take out because with the grant there were some fire departments that got a whole bunch of new radios so some of the other radios if they want to take them offline and get rid of them and stuff like that and swap from one fire department to another to help the other ones out or from one department to another so uh, at this time we're just going to defer that to a future meeting do you want to defer that to a future meeting or the next meeting let's just say a future meeting just in case we don't have all the documentation Motion has been made by Commissioner Brosman to defer the matter to a future meeting. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Next item is consider and take appropriate action concerning approving the payment of currently due Fayette County bills and expenses. Any questions on the... Mm -mm. Not a loop. Hmm? Try to break the bank this month. <laughs> It's been a lot of money. It's going to be a short year, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I just pointed out with our, just the fuel we bought last month, our our gas and our diesel is $24,000. So it's, you know, it's, it's not, things haven't changed a whole lot from last week, at least it comes to fuel. It takes a lot of fuel to run these trucks and stuff. So yeah, I'm on my, it's our budget I'm pretty on hard. my second, I am too. my second one for the year already. You too? Yep. It's expensive. Ms. Savelka, you recommend the payment of bills? Yes, I do. I'll make that motion. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternaudel. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries.